Hi, this is Janet Lansbury, and welcome to Unruffled. This week, I'm responding to a question from a mom who feels that her four-year-old suffers from insecurity and a lack of self-confidence and a fear of failure. And she blames herself for controlling his play life throughout his infancy and toddlerhood. And she feels like she has failed her boy. Before I begin, I want to remind everyone that both of my books, No Bad Kids and Elevating Child Care, are available on audio at audible.com and in paperback at Amazon and in ebook at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Apple.com. Okay, here's the comment I received. Help, I only came across your website and podcast six months ago. I wish I had found them four years ago. I thought I was doing the right thing as a parent, dedicating all my time to my baby, providing constant stimulation and learning experiences. I dictated my baby's play. My son is now nearly four, and he is struggling with group activities. He often won't join in at kindy when they are singing or dancing as a group. I feel his self-confidence has suffered. He is very insecure around new environments or new people. He is also embarrassed easily and is reluctant to try new things if he knows he can't succeed. I don't know what to do. I feel like a failure. I know you possibly won't see this as you are inundated with messages every day, but I'm so hopeful you have a podcast recommendation for me. Okay, so it sounds like this mother got caught up in actually what I also thought we were supposed to do with our babies that we are supposed to give them all their learning experiences and keep them stimulated and that that was part of our job as parents. And it was very eye-opening when I first took my baby to a, a ride class that I'd heard about after I'd been nonstop entertaining her. And they just said, lay her on her back on the floor on this blanket and you be nearby and just observe and see what, what happens. And so this baby who had been spending so much energy keeping busy and occupied with music and toys and feedback and stimulation, she lay there for two hours, just happily awake, very peaceful, obviously had a lot of thoughts, obviously had a lot to uh, keep her occupied and didn't need me. And it was then that I really saw my daughter for the first time. She wasn't this needy extension of me. She was her own person with her own ideas of uh, what to do and what to think about. So the relief that that gave me was profound. And I was immediately sold on this approach from that point on. And then everything else I heard about it after that just resonated with me even more. So while it is true that this boy could maybe be more independent in his play and his ideas about himself and what to do and maybe feel a little more power in the world. There's also the other factor here, which is temperament. It sounds like he has a more thoughtful, maybe a little more introspective, cautious temperament. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just a different way. It's somebody that takes a little longer that wants to suss out what's going on before he joins in. These children actually end up learning a lot more in a situation than the ones that are out there doing things in a group situation because they are taking in everything everybody else is doing and figuring it out. So I think the best thing this mother could do at this point is to actually follow Magda Gerber's first Rye principle, basic trust. 
in the child as an initiator, an explorer, and a self-learner. That still applies here to this four-year-old boy. He needs this mother's trust. He needs to be the one that decides how to engage with other children and, you know, when to engage and when to sit back and wait and watch and learn that way. And he needs to be able to do this without feeling the cloud of tension that it sounds like his mother's feeling because she's worried. First of all, she feels like she blew it, which that just isn't true. We do have an effect, but I mean, mostly she probably wore herself out in a lot of instances when she could have relaxed and enjoyed observing her child. But I don't see some terrible damage that she's done here. I believe she needs to let go of that, let go of any guilt or regret, and start right now, today, with basic trust in her child as an initiator, an explorer, and a self-learner. And that means trusting him in these different group situations, giving him that message. And it's not, you know, about words. It's about our attitude of trust, that we really do trust. We're not just pretending we trust. We really do. I mean, I think in this situation, I think this mother just needs to know that she hasn't done damage. He will be fine. A lot of this may be his temperament. And the best gift she could give him is trust. I mean, children have a hard time trusting themselves if they don't feel that trust from the people that they look to for even the sense of who they are. They look to us. We're the ones giving them the message that I'm worried about you. I don't think you're okay in these situations. I feel like you should be doing things you're not doing. They either get that message or they get, you know what? You know what you're doing, buddy. And you've got this <laughs> and I trust you. And if you want to sit with me at the group activity and hang out or sit on the side if I'm not there, that's a great thing to do. That's a great choice to make. Not saying these words to him, but really embracing this different perspective. So all these concerns that this mother has, I feel his self-confidence has suffered. He's very insecure around new environments or new people. You know, new environments or new people aren't that easy for a lot of children. And again, that's temperament. There are things that you can do to help with that. Give him the facts ahead of time, but not try to sell the experience, not try to say, oh, it's going to be so fun and, you know, look over there what they're doing and... But tell him beforehand, so this is where we're going. These are the choices you're going to have when you get there. You can hang out with me. I love that. Or you can go, you know, do whatever the other children are doing. And then we're going to have a snack there and then we'll leave. So those kinds of details, telling him ahead of time so he's not surprised by situations. It's easier to come in kind of knowing a lot about what's going on, knowing what to expect, what's going to happen next, which, of course, we can only know so much about that. So as much as you can give him, great. Again, don't show your uh, discomfort to him by trying to push anything or sell anything to him. Children see right through that. They see, my mother's not comfortable with what I'm doing, and she wants me to be doing something else. Or my mother's worried I'm not going to be able to handle this situation, so she's trying to make it sound so good to me. <laughs> and, you know, children know. So we can't do that stuff. We really do have to trust 100% in our hearts. And I think, at least for me, I can say, what a relief. What a relief to know that we can trust our child and that that's the best thing we could do for them in these situations. 
And that's how he will feel more secure in these environments. It sounds like his mother doesn't feel very secure and comfortable in these environments. So it's next to impossible for our child to be comfortable in that situation. They're always going to take their tone from us in these early years. You know, there's a time later on where they don't care about us so much and what we think. But in these early years, yes, we're defining so much for them. So then she says he's embarrassed easily and reluctant to try new things if he knows he can't succeed. Okay, well, we've got to trust him on that. Embarrassed easily. I'm not sure what that looks like for him. But again, being embarrassed is not shameful. It's not bad. It's just a feeling that comes over us and we feel self-conscious. It's okay. It's not a negative. It's not something we have to fear. And I think, again, that will be a lot less when his mother isn't putting so much tension into the situation. I know she doesn't mean to, but that's what her fears are doing. And reluctant to try new things if he knows he can't succeed. Well, I don't know how he knows he can't succeed, but succeeding, that's more of an adult perspective. Children, even a four-year-old, unless we kind of feed that to them that they've got to succeed, you know, if they don't do it well or, or get to the end or solve the problem or whatever it is, then it hasn't been a good experience. You know, we're the ones that see things that way, and we can project that to our children. Of their own volition, children are fine being in the middle of a struggle and not getting to the end. They don't even know what the end is. They're interested in the process. The process is enough for them if it's enough for us. So we're the ones that give children these ideas that they have to succeed or else this was a whole waste of time. And it's not a healthy perspective. I mean, I think we can all relate to, I wish I had this innocent perspective on struggles and conflicts and processes. I wish I had that again. It's so healthy. It takes the fear out of the situation, you know, and when we're uncomfortable, we don't figure it out. We don't do as well. You know, if we've lost our keys and we start to panic, there's no way we're going to find those keys because we're not going to be able to slow our brain down and say, okay, where was I when I brought them in? And what did I do then? We're going to be, you know, flitting around. Literally, our brains get flooded with the stress, you know, hormones and, and we can't, we can't think. So the best we can do is take all of that out of the picture for our children. And that comes down to us relaxing and trusting. I know I've said that 50,000 times in this podcast, but that's it. That's everything. That's the one word answer to this. Trust him. So going over this again, number one, forgive yourself. Let go of this. Be the mom he needs right now that trusts him and believes in him and knows that when he's ready, he'll do it and he'll do it his way. And it's okay for him to be in all these states that she's worried about. Frustrated, embarrassed, shy, you know, if that's a state. Introspective, uh, reticent, cautious. There's nothing negative about any of these. So... Let go of your judgments on him and worries. And that, that's, again, coming from her own worries and fears of what she's blown. You haven't blown anything. Every day is a new day. And you can start right now with trust. So I hope that helps. Please check out some of my other podcasts. They're on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. And again, both of my books, they're available on audio at audible.com in paperback at Amazon, and an ebook at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Apple.com. 
Thanks so much for listening. We can do this.